0: Is good to be together uh, in worship uh, in this space in our sanctuary here at First Presbyterian Church of Quincy. It's good to be connected uh, by this congregation. Uh, I'm pleased to show you. You might see in the shot some carpeting. That's new carpet um, finished this week. It looks really good uh, and it's going to be ready for when we can come back together. Um, this is a, a busy week, and it kicked off last Sunday when we had our first service together on the side yard, on the soccer field. So uh, this week, as, less, as was last week, you have two options, really, for worship. Uh, if you feel healthy enough, if you feel safe enough to be around others, uh, most certainly while you are masked, and they are masked, and we are distanced, then we are worshiping together at 1030 in the morning on the side yard on the soccer fields. Uh, And if that is not quite what you are ready for as of yet, uh, we do have this service and we'll continue to do these online services so that everybody has a a good option to join together by the Holy Spirit uh, and uh, be worshipful. Um, We are glad that you are here with us in this way, and we are glad for when we get to see people out on the side yard. Uh, About those services, now we've done one, we'll do another this morning, uh, and we hope to continue them, but we will be watching our community COVID-19 numbers, uh, and as long as they stay low, then we can be together. See, it's an emergency. You have to watch, you have to stay vigilant. You know, the sirens are always going. It's kind of a stressful time these days. But anyway, we're watching those numbers. And as long as those numbers are okay, we'll continue to figure out ways to worship together outdoors. Now, unfortunately, our nation um, had one of the highest, uh, actually indeed the highest number of new cases in one day. On Friday, when we had over 80,000 cases, our state numbers are also uh, going up, as our numbers in 38 of our 50 states. They're all going in the wrong direction, Um, but our community numbers are staying okay. So it's kind of a mixed bag, which means I ask that you continue to check your emails for updates or call into the church office to find out what we will be doing each Sunday. You know, it's kind of hard to plan too far ahead. Now, the other uh, factor for outdoor worship is obviously the weather. Uh, Since we can't really just run from outside, inside, and we can't run away from the motorcycles either to run inside, um, we have to watch the weather. And if it is uh, too rainy, too cold, too wet, too whatever, then we won't be worshiping outdoors. So again, uh, please watch your emails. I'll make sure to let you know if plans change. we will make sure to send something out early on Sunday morning, or if we know it's going to be that way a little bit earlier than that. All right. So that's housekeeping about worship. We do have a few announcements that I do want to take care of. I do ask you each week to watch uh, our prayer list and to include those folks in your daily prayers. I ask that you add June Gay to our list upon the passing of her brother, Stanley Burns. Um, he was beloved in the community, so please keep June and all those who loved Mr. Stanley in your thoughts and prayers. I ask that you keep Miss Marcel Johnson, who's recovering from some rather ser- serious health concerns, in your prayers as well. Miss Marcel is Crystal and Clay's mother so uh, keep them in your prayers also and I ask that you continue to keep uh, Miss Rachel Pulimenos in your prayers she is still in the hospital uh, double pneumonia and some other things going on this is Deanna Nagel's uh, mother sweet 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 lady um, please keep her in your prayers and Deanna Uh, in your prayers as well. Um, There are others who, you know, I will not name, but there are others going through treatments uh, that are in the midst of illness, that are recovering from surgeries, healing from accidents. There are people in our congregation who are mourning and there are those that are just feeling overwhelmed. So lift up your prayers for all of them, all of us, so that God um, would tend to us as God always does. Um, I did mention uh, that the coronavirus numbers are kind of crazy, but uh, the thing that we can do is to continue to wear a mask, continue to be distanced, stay home when you can, but let's just do things to try and keep our community safe. We're doing good right now. So let's keep that up. Uh, On Wednesday, we had our first drive through wonderful Wednesday, Uh, This past week, it was really good to see those that came through. The food bank is open, that is good. The Jacket Jamboree happened on Saturday. Um, That was wonderful, thanks to Joan and all who donated jackets and all who helped. Junior and senior high youth is still going on getting together, uh, mostly outdoors or in small breakout groups on Sunday afternoons. Uh, Check your emails for information from Lisa or call her and get uh, the latest information on youth. We do have a ramp build that's happening on the 31st. It's at Lake Talquin. I know that Jack Schmidtman is looking for some volunteers, so get in touch with him or the church office and let us know. And on the 31st, on Halloween, we are also still working towards and planning on having a drive-through trunk or treat from five to six through the back parking lot. Watch your emails for more information for more details uh, and we will um, have a sign up list. I think we can take about 20 or 22 cars so it'll be the first ones that get in touch with us that will have a spot. We'll assign those and figure out how to do that. Um, Terrific Tuesday videos still go up. Sunday service videos still go up so share those uh, as you can and as you will. Um, so that others might also um, feel the Holy Spirit and be connected to our congregation in worship. Um, There are things going on in the the buildings. You you see the carpet, the roof on the education building finished up this past week. We're going to start some work on the windows of the food bank. Lots of stuff going on. There's always something happening at the church. Um, But those things are happening and are able to happen because of your generosity because of the way you support this church with your pledges, your tithes, your offerings. So thank you so very, very, very much for all of that. All right. Lots of things happening. Um, again, I welcome you here to worship. I'm glad you're watching. It's good to know that you were there to know that you are praying as I am praying that one day soon, it will be safe enough for all of us to be able to be back here in this space Shoulder to shoulder, saying our prayers, singing our hymns uh, here in the sanctuary. Also, friends, as I do each week, my thanks to Scotty B, gifted director and outdoor worship tech expert, uh, all around good person, uh, good guy. Yes, you are. Did I say that right? All right. Good enough. Thanks to Tamara, who makes sure that the carpet is swept in the right way, the lines are straight for setting up everything around here, for getting the shot just right, and for getting the cat fur off of me today. There was lots of it, and on a black shirt it shows up. So thank you very much. Um, And thank you today to Ian, Ethan, the choir section leaders, and Jenna for providing our service music. And thanks to them for their willingness to share, and thanks to you again for your willingness to be patient, to be safe, and to gather however we can during these days of constant and difficult to predict change. Church, family, friends, neighbors, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Let us worship God with thanksgiving. Let us pray. God of hope, you promised to make David's household great among the nations. Then you sent your son Jesus to transform this world so that all people are one in the great household of God. Show us how to live as your children, as loving siblings in your holy and blessed realm. God of goodness, help us to live as those who know how very much you love us, to live sharing that good news with all of your children, to live sharing your love with all of your children. During this time of uncertainty, remind us of your steadfastness. Guide those searching for coronavirus answers and treatments and vaccines. Bless them with all the strength of mind, body, and soul they require to succeed. By your power, protect those serving in harm's way, in faraway places, and in our community. We pray that you give your comfort to those suffering due to natural disasters, storms, quakes, debilitating, devastating fires. We pray that you would be the healing that our nation and world needs. Lord, bless us all with the wisdom we require to see beyond differences and to know that with mutual respect and love, humanity is indeed capable of greatness. Lord, inspire us to befriend our neighbors, and Lord, use us to serve all who are in need during this great time of uncertainty. All this we pray in the name of Jesus, who turned death into new life, and the power and the glory forever amen friends our first hymn today is uh, to god be the glory uh, sung by ethan one of our section leaders thank you ethan friends let us worship through song Thank you very much Ethan thank you uh, for sharing your gifts with us as we worship today we do have two scripture lessons for this morning uh, from the narrative lectionary the first is from the gospel according to Luke from the first chapter verses 30 through 33 it's interesting over the last few weeks we've been going backwards in Luke's gospel but this uh, I think you will see Is obviously connected to our preaching text which comes next so here now uh, the word of the Lord it is again a portion of the story of Mary finding out that she would be the mother of the Messiah so here now the word of the Lord the angel Gabriel said to her do not be afraid Mary for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. The word of God for the people of God. Yeah. to God. Our preaching text, our text uh, that we will focus on today is from 2 Samuel chapter 7 verses 1 through 17. Um, in the last uh, week we heard about Samuel's birth and his mother Hannah's dedication of him. Uh, to uh, the temple where he would grow up and he would be trained and he would become a rabbi Uh, and now we're skipping actually very far in the future Uh, samuel has passed away but he did grow to be a prophet he was a, a prophet of god during the reign of saul before and Uh, and then into the early reign of David but now we have a passage that is a conversation between David and Nathan who is the next prophet the one who was advisor to David during his reign so hear now the word of the Lord from the seventh chapter of 2nd Samuel verses 1 through 17 Now when the king was settled in his house and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him, the king said to the prophet Nathan, see now, I am living in a house of cedar, but the ark of God stays in a tent. Nathan said to the king, go do all that you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But that same night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan, go and tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, are you the one to build me a house to live in? I've not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day, but I've been moving about in a tent and a tabernacle. Wherever I have moved among all the people of Israel, did I ever speak a word with any of the tribal leaders of Israel whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, saying, why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore, thus you shall say to my servant David, thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep to be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make for you a great name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them so that they may live in their own place and be disturbed no more. And evildoers shall afflict them no more as formerly from the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel. And I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, The Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house when your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your ancestors. I will raise up your offspring after you who shall come forth from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to him and he shall be a son to me. When he commits iniquity, I will punish him with a rod such as mortals use with blows inflicted by human beings. But I will not take my steadfast love from him as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you. Your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever in accordance. With all these words and with all this vision, Nathan spoke to David. The word of God for the people of God. God. Over the last couple weeks, we read passages about the exodus from Egypt and then about God's laws and the people's stumbling. And then about the birth and dedication of Samuel. Now between those significant events in the life of God's people, there were the judges between the Exodus and between Samuel, there were the judges. Israel had never had a King. They had great leaders, but no King. When the people first asked for a King, God gave them judges people to guide them in accordance with God's law. But still, the people wanted a king, and that's where Samuel came in. Samuel was among the first of the prophets. He was the one God used to search out, find, and anoint Saul, the first king of Israel. And God used Samuel to speak to Saul and to guide Saul. Now, God wasn't eager to have kings over the people because God knew that the responsibility would be too great for a flawed human being. God knew the great power in the wrong hands leads to chaos and ruin. You want a king, God said? You want a king like everyone else? Fine, here you go and good luck. God was tired of the argument, so he sent Samuel to find the king. Turns out God was right and Saul, who started out okay, did succumb to the temptations of power and Saul fell out of favor with God. So God called Samuel and said to him, you need to go find Jesse because one of his sons will be my beloved king of Israel. Now Jesse had a bunch of sons, And one by one, they stood before Samuel, but as each one stepped up, God said, nope, not that one. And after God said, nope, to each and every one of them and exasperated, Samuel asked Jesse, is that all you got? And Jesse replied, well, yeah, except for David, he's out tending to the flocks, but he's just a boy. Samuel said, well, you better go on and get him. I'll wait. When David arrived, God said to Samuel, that's the one that's my beloved king. And after shaking off his surprise, Samuel said and did the only things he could say and do in response to God. He said, okay, right. And he anointed David as the king of Israel right there, right then. Except there was a complication. You see, Saul was still the king. And Saul didn't exactly know that God had moved on from him and chosen another. And for the rest of Samuel's life, there was a struggle for the throne. Basically, things were a mess until God, as the scriptures say, settled David in his house and gave David rest from all his enemies. Saul was dead and the line of King David. The house of King David was established. And just as Saul had the prophet Samuel speaking for God and advising him during his reign, David had the prophet Nathan. And that's where we are today. David could finally breathe easy. The people had rallied to him. All of David's enemies had been vanquished. And all nations feared Israel because the God of Israel was leading them to victory after victory. When I was a boy living on Kenton Street and then Oxford Road in Deerfield, Illinois, Saturdays were not play days, which I would have loved. Saturdays were project days. My dad loved to fix stuff and to build stuff. He loved his tools, took crazy care of them, and I think he itched all week for Saturday to come so he could use them. Being the oldest meant that I was dad's helper, yay. And if he said to me once, he said this to me a thousand times, Christopher, the way you help me is you do what I ask you to do. On Project Saturdays, dad didn't want me trying to read his mind. He didn't want me to start thinking for myself. He wanted me close by so that when he needed something, he got it immediately. The passage for today has lots of good preaching stuff in it. David is the new king. God pledges to protect the people and promises they will always have a land of their own. And David's line is established, which is pretty important to those of us who follow Jesus. Lots of stuff, but when I read this passage, I think of my dad and Project Saturdays and that if I was to be a good helper, then I wasn't to do what I thought dad wanted me to do. I was to listen carefully and to do what dad actually asked me to do. David was grateful to God for all that God had done for him and for the nation of Israel, and David wanted to do something for God to show his thanks. So David decided that God needed a house. I mean, after all, David had a house, a big cedar house. Shouldn't God have a house too? All God had was a tent and an ark. In David's mind, certainly God needed a house. David tried to read the mind of God. And David determined for himself what God needed and wanted. But David decided what God needed without ever asking God if that was indeed what God wanted. David failed the Julian Erti Saturday project test. David made a decision about what to do without consulting with or listening to the one who was actually in charge. So God says to David, Boyo, I don't need a house of cedar. Do you really think a house has anything to do with where I am or what I do? I'm everywhere and I can do anything. Building me a house isn't your job. Your son can do that later. But listen to me. If you're going to be my helper, you really need to listen to me. When I have something for you to do, rest assured, I will let you know. Now, before I tell you what God wanted from David and from us too, let me talk for a minute about God's house. For the last seven months, we've been able uh, to worship only in this way or outdoors. We've not been able to get together in God's house. And that's sad. It really is. It is sad. But do any of you really think that the church has stopped being the church during that time? Do any of you really think that our having to keep distance in order to keep each other safe has affected what God can and will do? I sure hope not. There is truth in the nursery rhyme. This is the church. This is the steeple, open it up. The church is the people. Christ's church is not a building. We don't get power from the building. Our faith isn't in a building. The church is Jesus. The power belongs to God. Our faith is a gift from the Holy Spirit. Yes, our campus and buildings and Our times in close contact with each other are precious to us. But none of those things define who we are, right? I mean, you understand that, right? Right? Yes? I'm going to trust that all of you understand that. Now, for the thing that is important, what God wanted from David, what God wants from us, What God wanted from David was righteousness. God wanted David to be the best king, the very best person he could be. And when David fell short, which David certainly did, God wanted David to recognize his mistake, to ask for forgiveness, and then to do what he needed to do to make things right. And David did. And David was much beloved by God because he did we are not kings and queens but god wants the same from us god wants us to always strive to be our best and i don't mean winning contests or exerting our wills over others god wants us to be our best in accordance with god's teachings like the golden rule to do to and for others as you would hope that they would do to and for you. And to follow what Jesus called the greatest commandment. Love God with all your heart, mind, body and soul. Love your neighbor as yourself. What God wants from us is lives lived sharing kindness, compassion and empathy. God wants us to be generous with one another. God wants us to edify each other. God wants this world to be more like God's heavenly kingdom of love, peace, justice, and grace. As a nation, we're coming into what I believe are going to be some pretty stressful days. Let's do our best to see the humanity in each other to remember that we can disagree and still be civil, that we shouldn't be calling out everyone else's failings while turning a blind eye to our own. When this election season is over, even though many will be disappointed, let's not let disappointment turn into anger. Let's acknowledge that we can do more when we work together than when we spend all of our energy trying to foil one another. When election season is finished, I promise the sun will come up in the morning and we will still be neighbors. So we might as well work at being friends and family too. Let's choose to follow the teachings of Scripture. Let's actually let our lives be influenced by our theology by what God teaches us to do, to be kind and good to one another. Let's choose to follow the instructions we have from Jesus, being good to each other and all people. And may what God wants most from us, love and kindness, guide our every thought, word, and action. In the name of the good Father, Son, and Spirit, Thanks be to God for the blessings of this family of faith. Thanks be to God and amen. And now friends, from the choir section leaders, those talented folks from FSU, great is thy faithfulness. you who are sharing your musical gifts with us to lead us in worship through wonderful old hymns, uh, spiritual songs. Thank you so very much. Friends, God calls us to be kind and good to all of God's children. It is what Jesus taught. It is what the Holy Spirit inspires. And now, so we might be strengthened and prepared For God's will to be done, let us receive God's holy blessing. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God, and may the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you, be with me, be with us, today, tomorrow, and always. Thanks be to God, and amen. All right, y'all. Thank you, and bye. Maybe I'll see you on the field, but I always see you. Bye-bye.